Welcome to Shockcast, a weekly podcast where we answer questions about some of the most important values of the growing prayer movement in Canada. My name is Emily, and joining me today, as always, is Brian Creary, Director of Sanctuary House of Prayer in Winnipeg, and also my dad. And we're back again. Mm-hmm. Another episode. <laughs> So today we're going to focus on the topic of listening to others. Can you just explain a little bit about what you mean by that? Sorry, I didn't hear what you said there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, that actually got me. I was like, are you kidding me? No, I heard you. Yes. Okay, so we're going to focus on listening. Now, there's a reason why we want to talk about this in light of a pandemic or a time of restriction and isolation, because... There's a skill here that I think that we need to learn, and particularly the Christians need to learn, because there's a great need at the same time. And so what I want to talk about today is something I see every once in a while when I'm interacting with people. I saw it more, actually, when we used to actually be in coffee shops and talk to people. (laughs) But I would sometimes sit across from a person, and I would be speaking to them, and I could tell that they weren't listening to me. They were formulating the next thing they were going to say. Yeah. And... I know I noticed it a long time ago when I first started in ministry and I thought, I don't, I don't like the feeling of not being heard and I don't like the practice of two people just kind of developing their own monologues and then throwing ideas back and forth. And I thought for this to be effective and for the person to feel valued and to be have some impact, somebody's got to listen. Somebody's got to actually stop and develop the skill. And so I, I kind of tried to work at it over the years. And I got a lot better at it. So I want to talk about that today and the importance of developing that, maybe a few techniques on how to do it so that we're actually helping people. Now, i got a question for you. Why do you think, let's just start with the basics. Why do you think it would matter that someone feels like they're being heard? (laughs) Like, what, how does that make you feel when you're being heard? Um, appreciated. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, can you, I can you tell the difference when you're not being heard? Oh, yeah. So it matters, right? The dynamics of your conversation and the way that it's going with the person across from you. If they're not hearing you and you can feel that, the whole thing kind of bottoms out, right? Yeah. I just, I either stop talking or I even call them out on it. Really? Yeah. You've actually done that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. How does that go over? They're either like, yes, I am, or they're like, then they just start their their sentence, which is literally what you're just saying. Just like, then they continue their next thought. Usually it's in some sort of like conflict Mm. that that happens, but because they want to get their point across too. But I'm like, we're never going to fix anything if you're not understanding me. True. Because... What good is your point if you don't even understand what I just said? So Yeah, no, that's right. And I mean, if the person is that you're sitting across from, especially in conflict, if they if they're a little bit wired up now and they and like you say, they either want to really get their point across or they don't want to lose because it's a it becomes adversarial, right? You're yeah. trying to win something at this point. The last thing they want to do is pause to actually hear because then they lose their train of thought, right. and they're like, "Oh, I'm trying to formulate. I can't win. <laughs> I want to win, or, or I want at least at least I want to feel like I'm being heard. Yeah. I want you to value what I'm saying. And if you don't, but the other hear person me, wants that too. They both want to hear it. But so that's what I mean. Somebody has to, somebody at least has to start by saying, "Okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to develop the skill of listening." What I found over the years is that by listening to somebody, you're not losing anything. 
you have to restrain your own opinions. You get involved in what they're thinking. Sometimes that maybe takes you off track or, or even forces you sometimes to change the way that you would have said something, but you don't lose anything because the goal is not to triumph over the other person or to, to, to force them into a box where they have to think your way or believe what you're saying. Your goal is to reconcile, right? If, if it's conflict, your goal is to sort it out. If it's an educational thing where you're trying to teach somebody something, their goal is learning. It's not you winning. It's never winning. That's not what it is. You, you win when, when the larger thing comes together in a healthy way, not when you dominate. And I think that an awful lot of the time, those pieces are in play that people are just trying to get their point across because they, they feel like they're important or they want to say something or they got to get it, get it out there. Now, we're talking conflict. I don't think, though, in a situation like an isolation or, uh, or uh, you know, what we're going through right now, that necessarily the big issue is conflict. I, I do. Don't think, do you? <laughs> You're running into that? I don't think big issue, but I think it's definitely more than it was before because everybody's emotions are way higher and they're, a lot of people's lives are turned upside down. And so then they're more on edge about lots of things. So some things that might not offend them a year ago, now some, for some reason, just like tweak something in them. Right. So I've noticed that a lot, actually. So here's the question. So you're in a situation where somebody, you're talking with somebody, they, you can tell they're not really listening to you. They're coming back with energy. They really want to make their point. They really want to get out what the, the the thoughts or the feelings that they're experiencing Sometimes it's got a bit of a bite to it. You feel like you're on the other end of it going, wow, why are they, why are they jumping all over me? And, I, and they won't even let me talk. What, what do you need to do at that point? What's the best thing that you can do? Obviously, listen. Listening is the answer. But what are you listening for? What are you actually looking for when people are coming at you with that level of energy and they're not hearing what you're saying? What are you looking for in mm-hmm. them? I'm probably going to be looking for what their point is. Mm-hmm. A better way to say it might be, I'm looking for the reason why this is happening. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because there's a reason. There's always a reason. Yeah. And so the the one that you get that's coming at you on the front end is not always the reason. Yeah. So again, if it's interpersonal conflicts and you're developing skills to listen, husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, brother, sister, parents, you know, father, daughter, conflicts, you and I fighting it out. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's an importance that we, we develop the ability to listen to each other because it's the question I would have if you were, that was happening with you and me was, where's that coming from? Why is she responding the way she is? There's a reason behind it, right? Again, though, let's move off a conflict for a second, because a lot of what's happening in the, in our isolation is maybe it manifests as conflict, but that's not really the problem. Everyone doesn't hate everybody right now. They're just responding with a short fuse. They're a little bit on edge because there's a lot more anxiety. Life's not going the way they thought it was going to go. And so it doesn't take much to push people. But they don't really hate each other. They don't have any real issues other than this stupid pandemic won't stop. And it's got me locked up. And I'm annoyed with people. I'm annoyed with everything. So again, the question is, you're sitting with them or or I guess you're not sitting with them. You're on Zoom with them or you're on the phone with them at this point. And you want to try to, to have a conversation. You know you need to listen. What are you listening for? Because you know they're not really mad at you. So what are we looking for? Mm, pain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
right? <laughs> That's what I feel sure. most. Because you got a context. You mm-hmm. know that there's trouble all around. So we know that it's coming from these kinds of things. We, you know, we've talked about this. You and I have talked about things like this lots. There's a difference between listening and fixing. And we, we don't always understand that when we're in conversations. We hear somebody, but we're formulating the answer to how to fix it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the fixing is what needs, needs to happen. And that's legit. And that's helpful in the right mind frame. You know, when the person's ready to receive it. But a lot of times they don't want to be fixed. They just want to be heard. Yeah. I mean, you and I have had conversations where I would say that as you were telling me things, your primary goal was to be heard, not to be fixed. Would you say that's accurate in your interactions with me? Yeah. Not all the time. Yeah. Like sometimes you really want to know, yeah. okay, what do I do now? But but yeah. sometimes you just want to come in and go, ugh, and then tell me yeah. all the things that are frustrating and what's going on and this person, whatever, whatever, whatever. And you don't want me to say, well, if you just were a better friend chooser, <laughs> and if you just fixed the Shut way you did it. Yeah, no, it's not what you're looking for, right? You're looking for something different than that. And so that dynamic is is important for a person to recognize, I've got to be better at hearing the person and not just trying to fix them. Yeah. Uh, my guess would be that right now, in the midst of what's going on, the need to be heard and validated is really, really high right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean by by validated? If I say I'm going to yeah. hear you, what am I What am I meaning when I say I'm validating you by it's hearing you? It's okay to feel that way. Exactly. I might know as you're talking that the where you are is not a healthy place. Mm-hmm. And I might even know the way out. But to not be able to validate where you are in the moment is not a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. There still needs to be a recognition. I know it hurts. I know you're not happy. I know you wish it were different. I know that you long for something to be different. I know that this has been really disruptive. I even know that you don't like it this way and you wish you could do it differently, but you can't because you just are frustrated or annoyed or anxious or fearful or whatever. And so something about validating those feelings first by hearing it is more needed on the front end than jumping to the, well, if only you would just do what I told you. Then you're just skipping to condemning them. That's what so, they're going to feel, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not condemning on my part because yeah, I. But just, they're going to feel like that because you didn't even acknowledge didn't their feelings. Them. Exactly. Exactly. It's really true. And so I think uh, currently we probably got a whole lot of needs like that. There's probably a lot around us, uh, everywhere in your house, outside your house, everywhere you go, that that uh, people are just kind of knocked sideways by things, and could really use somebody that just can hear them. So developing the skill of listening suddenly becomes really important. Now, how do you know when somebody's not listening to you? I don't know. I can just see it a lot. What, what do you see? Or they just they just start with their next point and they and it's not even relative to what I just said. Right. But you can feel they didn't hear you. Yeah. Well, I can just see that their mind is wandering. Either they're not even looking at me when I'm telling them what's going on. So then I know they're not hearing me or they're or they'll just continue talking yeah i'll say but this but this yeah like but nothing (laughs) you didn't even hear me (laughs) right right no that's right which is a lot of cases why people end up needing mediation right they need somebody to come in the middle of it and say okay you're not hearing her she's not hearing you you know and that's that that catchy phrase that you hear all the time on on tv and movies of 
what I'm hearing you say is that's a tool designed to teach people to listen because if they don't force themselves to listen, they don't. They just, they grab bits and pieces, they, they let their mind wander and they formulate their next thought. Yeah. In good times when there's no problems and people do that, it's still annoying. I mean, I've sat with people where I, I just know you're not hearing me. You're just excited to tell me all the thoughts in your head and so I'm kind of here as a pretend audience while you give me a monologue. And I find that to be disrespectful and I find it to be okay. disconnecting. Mm -hmm. It's like a, not a real conversation. It's yeah, just like, you go journal it. <laughs> yeah. You're just kind of performing in front of me and it's mm -hmm. like, well, okay, whatever. But, and, and they don't know it. So it's fine. You do it anyway, but there's better ways to do it when it's, when you're in times of difficulty and struggle though, it's harder for people to control that. And they are defaulting towards things because they're, they really are struggling. So they, they don't do it well. When you can tell that that's happening, when you can see yourself, Emily, that this person's mind is wandering and they're not listening or they're formulating their next thought or they're, I mean, I, maybe you can see these kinds of things too. Can you tell when, can you see the presence of fear or can you see the presence of anger? Like without them even saying it, can you just sort of see it on them? And it's like, oh wow, there's real anxiety here. Yep. Yeah. That dimension of being able to see that is really helpful too, because then you immediately, you can put it together and go, I know where this is coming from. There's no reason for me to try and fix it right now because I need to be able to recognize, wow, they're really in a place where they're under it in themselves. The cloud is on them and they can't see clearly and they can't think clearly. And so I need to help them to move out of that, but I got to be in it with them first. I got to validate them. I got to gotta help them to move from what is not true to what is true. You can see why this would be really important. In your experiences now, you're a lot younger than me. What do you think about your generation, the age group that you're in? You're in your early 20s. Do you, do you feel like this is everywhere or is it, a, is it the rare thing of a person that just, is, you know, hasn't learned the skills of listening or how, how much of a, how much of an experience, common experience is it for you to, to be sit with people and realize they don't hear what I'm saying? Like everyone. <laughs> really? It's really that bad? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's just my generation is all about me. I've noticed that. <laughs> Something about the selfie gave it away, I think. <laughs> you always say that, but... I know, because I don't take selfies, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if it's specifically linked to the selfie, but... No. That's a good example of, you know, when you're really into yourself, you're constantly taking pictures of yourself. And I think it's, if it's true what you say, that everybody you run into or talk to is exhibiting these same kinds of things, that means you got a whole culture, a whole... A whole wave of people, a generation coming up that is that is not good at this, that has not learned the the ability to listen, and so that means it's everywhere. It's all around us, right? How, how difficult has it been to do that when you're not face to face? Because it's one thing to sit right in front of them and feel the energy from them and know that they you can watch their body language and stuff, but you know if it's Zoom, for instance, or FaceTime, it's a little bit different. If it's texting. Oh, that's impossible. Yeah, I never you, solve anything over text. No, why, why is that? Because you can't see them. You can't hear their tone of voice. You can't do anything. They can't hear me. So sometimes, sometimes I'm dry humor, but they take it as literal. Literal. Mm. Or sometimes I'm literal and they think I'm just kidding. Oh, and okay. I'm like, I'm going to slap you. I'm not kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, you probably shouldn't hit it. <laughs> I can't because I'm on text. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you have an emoji for that. <laughs> they 
I do. Do you? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so it seems, though, uh, that with all the different modes of communication that we're using, particularly in isolation, and the fact that people are not don't feel like they're connecting well. If people are texting and they're trying to process that stuff and it can't be done through a text mode because of the inability to to really know what they mean and and people don't write well enough to really communicate accurately. I feel uh, like it's even hard on FaceTime too. I don't yeah. know why because it's kind of like the most relative thing to in person. Yeah. But for some reason it's still difficult to do i just be like oh like if i could just see you right now mm-hmm. but i'm literally staring at their face yeah like but it's still not the same no 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 i i would agree I've, I've we've done lots of stuff on zoom i say to our our uh, community all the time it's like wow it's really hard to read you guys because i can see them they're all there but i can't feel it and i can't a lot of the subtle cues and the energies that you pick up when you're with people are just don't translate well through the screen Yes. So uh, we need to develop some skills. So here, here's a couple thoughts, just a couple practical thoughts on how to do it. Because I, I know that the Lord is interested in people um, loving uh, each other, right? He wants us to love our neighbors. He wants us to, to, uh, to be understanding. He wants us to speak the truth, but he wants us to be ones that are there for each other and, and are actually take care of each other in sometimes these very intangible ways. He wants there to be peace. He blessed are the peacemakers. So he wants issues settled. He wants resolve. You know, sometimes we think blessed are the peacemakers. Well, I never fight with anybody, so so uh, I I don't I can't do the peacemaker thing. I'm an easygoing guy. Yeah, but you could be the vehicle that establishes peace between the person that you know and the Lord. There's peace that can be established there, right? As they struggle and as they try to figure out what's going on and. You can be a helpful piece that actually is a peacemaker between Jesus and the person that's wrestling and contending with him. So there are some skills we can develop. Uh, I'm just going to make a couple suggestions just as we, in the last minute or two here. Uh, This will sound funny because it's really basic, but the next time you're in a conversation with somebody, take the initiative to ask questions without adding any of your own side of the story or your own, because we do this all the time, right? You'll say, I, I, uh, I had this great conversation with somebody today and we talked all about uh, the book of Revelation and how awesome it is and it's really moved my heart. And then if, I, if my next comment out of my mouth to you is, oh yeah, I remember this time when I was reading the book of Revelation and I had this great encounter and let me tell you all about it. Yeah. Did I hear you? Not at all. It was a springboard to my own <laughs> that story. That literally happened to me the other day. Like I told someone something about my life. And then they literally just one up me and they didn't even like, and they didn't even like hear me at all. No. They didn't even type, oh, that sucks. Like <laughs> nothing. I would have been like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, oh, that sucks. That's kind of lame, but like nothing. And I was like, Jesus, not a competition. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that's, people do it all the time because they're not even aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's just the way we converse, but it, it's not going to accomplish anything. It's not going to be successful in establishing all the things you're after. So to really hear a one practical thing, enter into the next conversation and set yourself at the beginning. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to change the topic. I'm not going to use it as a springboard to my next thing. I'm just going to sit and listen and I'm going to ask them more questions to get more detail about the thing they're talking about. And if this goes on for half an hour and I don't say anything other than, and how did that make you feel? <laughs> I and knew then what happens? Then just keep on going. <laughs> And you'll, you'll be dying on the inside because you'll be yeah. like, oh, I hate this. I want to tell them all the things that are more important to mm-hmm. me. But you're, you're learning a skill 
of listening. And at some point it will become really obvious that it's time for you to say something else because they'll recognize it and they'll start to want to interact again. But to develop this, you got to practice it. And so that's one thing that we want to try to do. Really be intentional to say, I'm not going to talk right now other than I'm going to stay in your conversation and I'm going to keep moving along and keep asking questions. And then the other thing that goes along with it, but it's, it's an intentional choice to be quiet at times. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it's very good conversation, but if you're telling me a story, it's really important that I fight every urge to say nothing until it's the appropriate moment to speak. Because a lot of people are just ready to jump in and in, in either give their opinion or go, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, right, you know, oh, that's awesome. Oh, and they just keep talking and talking and talking. And it's, it's got an energy to it, but you're not listening. And so to work on your own skill, just shut up for a minute and let the person talk and really focus on what they're saying. And again, your skill will develop. They'll feel that. And then you're producing something good. And then over time, of course, you get better and better at it and it gets easier and easier. And the Lord will be inter- intervene. He'll start to, when you quiet yourself, he'll start to talk to you too. So you're listening to the person and then you're hearing him say, oh, well, by the way, that person's really struggling with anxiety. Can you see it? And so I can hear them talking and I can hear the Holy Spirit saying, watch for this. The two things go together and the whole conversation is completely different at that point because you're, you're actually listening now. You're not just talking, which is what we like to do. We love to talk. Haven't you noticed? <laughs> we will fill the whole thing up with our conversations. We will, we will take every opportunity to, to uh, speak what's in our minds because we love to hear ourselves and our stuff, but that's not listening. And right now, listening is really needed. And so those are a couple ideas that we can use to help us in this next season and to help some other people in the process. It's crazy. Like you can really potentially hurt someone by not listening because you like you could say something that uh, either really offends them or something that wasn't needed yeah. in the moment because you didn't even hear them. Yeah, totally. And I, I do it all the time. I'm better at it than I used to be, but I still make the mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you do. We all do. Mm-hmm. But we can be better at it. And the Lord would like like that and he'd like to help us. Well, that's all we have for today. If you want more information on this topic and others, you can check us out at our website at sanctuaryhop.com. And on behalf of myself and my dad, thanks for listening to Shopcast. Shopcast.